DJ Y. Yeah! Or someone else. I don't mind. It's fine. <laughs> Drink till the beer runs dry. We are Hottest 100s and Thousands, and we have taken control of your radio station. We were ready. We were oh, all you wanted, ready. You want to do it? No, 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 we don't. Wait, what? Well, to at least what? I don't. Oh, no. Am to I missing a reference? Have I not listened no, to no, one no, of the no, songs? No, no, it's fine. Probably? It's fine. <laughs> if you all did it like mumbling and despondent, that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's what I was going to do. So okay, anyway. all right. All right, we'll do that then. Let's go drink till the beer runs dry. American life. American life in the summertime. We are Hottest 100s and Thousands, and we have taken control of your radio station. This is the podcast in which we talk about the songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J Hottest 100. My name is David James Young, and I'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing for the next hour or so. Joining me once again, Mr. Andrew McDonald. Thank you very much, Dave. Also, Adam. Last episode, I was going to like, you should really think of something really clever to say, and, and I didn't. And also, Nathan. Hello. How do you feel, Andrew? Very happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, so you should. At number 80, this is Alice in Chains with no excuses. Let me ask Andrew, not the rest of us. Shut because the you- fuck up. In the 1994 Hottest 100 with the song No Excuses. And a man with no excuses for being here <laughs> is, is our king of the Segway, Mr. Andrew McDonald. Do you own a Segway? <laughs> yes. Sick. He, he, he reigns over a Segway. Yeah. He's the king of it. Yeah. That's Up why he was late. His Segway you broke you down. You don't ever ride it? Yeah, well, like, you just reign over the king, ride its subjects. They're not ro- <laughs> yes, he does. They're, yes. Not ro- they're not road legal in Australia. Yeah, but you can ride them on the footpath. No, they're not just- pathway legal either. No. Yeah, it's an in between. Bush only. In- <laughs> <laughs> uh, like what? Uh, <laughs> a minute and a half until Bush. Hottest um, hundreds of thousands. Bingo. Andrew mentions Bush. Bush. <laughs> Tick it um, off, guys. Back to No Excuses. I think it's a terrific song. This is from an EP, I believe. Um, yes. And I guess this kind of exemplifies what you can do with the short form outside of an album when you're a band like Alice in Chains like, and operate outside of, a, I guess, what their strict parameters of what they should be as a grunge band or whatever. But um, yeah, this song, I think it's a wonderful track. I recently listened to Alice in Chains' MTV Unplugged set and they played this in that set. And oh, perfect for it. Yeah, in a um, pared down setting, you really see 
how wonderfully crafted the song is. Not that it isn't obvious in the electric version as well, but you really find that I think the kind of composition of these kind of songs, like no excuses, exemplify why Alice in Chains were, I think, a step above the imitators. Why, why, Big time. Yeah, why yeah. they exemplify a different kind of grunge band. I think it's a really terrific track. It's uncharacteristic for the band. It's quite gorgeous. Catchy chorus, the sustained guitar work in it actually reminds me a little bit of, I guess, even dream pop kind of aesthetic. It's a really kind oh, of... That's a good the, the, guitar, the guitar on its own would almost be not too unwelcome in a Cocteau Twins song. Like, it's a really gorgeous kind of guitar riff and the effects on it are spectacular. Yeah, this song, I think, is a terrific piece of work by a terrific band. I don't think anyone in the world of grunge did harmonies the way that Lane Staley and Jerry Cantrell Absolutely. did. Amen. And for me, like, if you nail harmonies in a song, you've already got me, pretty much. There are a few things that I enjoy in music more than great harmonies, the human voice in harmony. Thing is that every grunge act, you know, was part of a bigger sonic palette, you know, that everyone had certain things that tied them together, but everyone had certain things that made them stick out. Pearl Jam had the irrepressible frontman in Eddie Vedder. Nirvana had, you know, the tortured, introverted frontman in Kurt Cobain. And for me, Alice in Chains is all about the relationship between Jerry and Lane in terms of not just the vocals, but the songwriting and just the way that their minds worked together in creating these songs. It was just as much Jerry as it was Lane, you know? Oh, well, Jerry was the main writer. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But it was what Lane did with the songs that, you know, brought them to life. And really, he was able to channel a lot of what Jerry wanted to say and do through music. And, you know, it was a yin and yang thing where they complemented each other really, really well. And you can especially tell that in their voices. In this song in particular, I think. Yeah, it really goes to show for a a genre that was very known for being very in-your-face and very heavy in tone to to see what they can do with, uh, like, at least a comparative bit of restraint. I think if mm, yeah. all the songs were like this, I'd still think they were an excellent band. Oh, for sure. Like, oh, absolutely. I think they, they nail oh. this sound oh, so really good well. And you know what actually like got me only the last time I listened to it? The drumming is friggin' intense. Yeah, mm. dude. I think it's the, the really only, good. The only thing that I think that brings it down is the like machoist guitar solo in there. That's the one thing that detracts mm. from the song for me. That. You know, yeah. I don't even... You just said that and I'm struggling to remember it because it's eclipsed so severely yeah. by all the other aspects exactly. of the song. Yeah, yeah. We were talking it's last a, it's week... A, it's a minor complaint. Oh, absolutely. We were talking last week about um, songs that in G-Love and the Special Source especially yeah. attempt to set a vibe and don't quite get there. Whereas I think this track you buy into the vibe almost straight away as soon as the, the laid back bass line comes in or whatever. I've, I just want to buy into it so entirely that I'm sitting down with a beer shooting cans off a fence. Yeah. And it, and, and eating wings. Wings and brews. That's what I is, want from the song. <laughs> but that's the thing. I, I think the song actually, like, wings and brews is certainly an aspect to its aesthetic. But I wings think and brews is an aspect to everything. Yeah. I th- I, but wings I think and brews is a great band name. <laughs> You'd have to be a two-piece. I think that, yeah. <laughs> this is the collaboration with wings, surely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think um, the, this song actually steps out of that kind of because Wings and Bruises is such, such an American and grunge is so American and Alice in Chains are so American yeah, um, but yeah. I, think, I think this song kind of steps out of that a little bit though it, it, there's, there's a tenderness to this song that isn't there in, say, any of Dirt. Sure. I think okay. the Wings and Bruise things is, is empowering more than it is restricting. Yeah. In, in, in my case, anyway. Because I know that some things can get way too Wings and Bruise. Yeah. And, and then you're just kind of like, well, I just, I'm just... I'm not... I don't want that right now. I want, <laughs> I want just a fresh salad. Yeah. I want some turnips. Um... But, yeah, I, I find, like, yeah. buying into this is kind of like, oh, yeah, shit, yeah. yeah there's no turnips here, and they're not wanted. N- no, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's good. Do you like turnips, Nathan? No, they're okay, but... In a, in a salad, fresh, 
Slice. Oh, I'm thinking of radishes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> is, this <a> great, <laughs> yeah. is this a greater metaphor for something or are we literally just talking, talking about, about radishes? Yeah. Do you like radishes? Raw in salads? No, I don't. Underused. I'm a big fan. Yeah, me too. Yeah, they go okay. Yeah. Like, Welcome to Hottest 100s and Salads. <laughs> uh, call in. Tell us what your favourite salad is. I can't is. believe I said turnips. Yeah. I mean, I meant radishes. Mm. Ugh. Well, let's all celebrate with a cold glass of turnip juice. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was haunted. <laughs> Did you say anything about that song? I don't really Nathan? have anything to say. I oh. feel like I listened to a different song to everyone else. Like, I just didn't That's get into it. That's something to say. I guess. But you should say that. I didn't get into it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Sub that in somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can just edit this in post. I, just, well, I, I didn't I'm, get into it. <laughs> I'm definitely going to... Maybe that's Nothing enough. Maybe you said enough. <laughs> I'll just turn my mic down. <laughs> start talking and I'll just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, all right, look, you know, the problem I thought with this song is that it just didn't really get just when you thought it was safe. At number 79, it's the housewife's choice, Dave Graney. Christ, he's like the Duke Silver of Australian rock. And this is I'm Gonna Release Your Soul. Surely Tex Perkins is the housewife's choice. (laughs) Yeah. And the Coral Snakes with I'm Gonna Release Your Soul. And as luck would have it, we have the number one fan of Dave Graney in the fucking country sitting right in this room as we speak. Adam. It's the single most offensive thing you've ever <laughs> said to me. Yeah, man, words can hurt sometimes. Jesus, Do David. your worst. My nemesis. We meet again. <laughs> I really want you to meet him one day. I feel like I feel like meeting Dave Granny is a pretty achievable thing. Yeah, like, I've got his email address. Yeah, so I yeah. Could, I, I could set this shit up. We should just like. <laughs> I'll tell Adam that I need to hang out with him and I'll be like, come to this cafe, and then it would just be like that thing that happens in the movies all the time. Yes, yeah, so Dave, oh. and I'll have to have lunch. Together. Ha- ha- have you met Dave? You're just gonna ambush me with grain. <laughs> yeah, that's. To be no, I'm gonna I'm gonna start on this note. I think this is arguably the best the grainy, grainy we've song had so far. we've had so that's far. That's absolutely that's it. Yeah. However, that is still not saying a lot because it's still Dave Grainy and he still does all the goddamn things that just turn me right off the man. He's not my kind. It's just 
Yeah, just even as soon as it started, I was just like, oh, here we fucking go. Like, <laughs> the fucking piano comes in and it does that thing and whatever. And it's just like, if this was the beginning of a Nick Cave song, this would be a perfectly promising start to a song. But it's fucking not. It's the beginning of a Dave fucking Grainy song. So I know exactly where it's going to go. And it did. It proceeded straight into the next fucking thing, which is him opening his goddamn mouth and going... The and ooze the <laughs> it's unnecessary and it's grainy. And isn't the actual song itself, like the actual song proper, so short because the intro goes on and the outro where he just goes ooh and ah for a while oh God, go on outro. so long the actual song was like a minute and a half but I actually think the part where he's not singing and he's just making noises makes it better because yeah, he's right. not being as grainy <laughs> he's not as graining he's not as <laughs> graining on that word I'm back in this old same zone like I just need to listen to Dave Grainy and I go right back there it's- yeah look I'm not gonna lie I liked this song but Thinking of you hating this song made me love it. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. I'm happy. Just, I'm happy just imagine you tossing and turning in bed with every scream and every turn, waking <laughs> up in a cold sweat, just going, ah. He doesn't do that to me. Sorry, I'm not a housewife. <laughs> <laughs> I had that dream about him yeah, again. <laughs> this is not a terrible song, I don't think. Yeah, it's, it's, thanks, it's, it's certainly the best grain that we've had. This I didn't is, think it was particularly better than the no, other grain. Nathan, Nathan, let's really go to town on how much we both mutually hated this song to make up for the piece of crap from last week. Because <laughs> I think this is the reconciliation is, is that we don't olive, know now. Is this your olive, olive branch? Granny bringing people together in mutual hatred. Making people think of Adam in bed. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I do that normally. Yeah. I do that normally. Yeah. Yeah. There's any music. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just, just anything. Yeah, really. I just like all Prince, of it. you know. Ridiculous. But especially Prince. And all especially of the ooze Prince. and stuff. I, I, no, I didn't yeah. like any of that. Like, no, that was the worst shit. Oh, who yeah. was saying that it's the ooze were okay because he wasn't... Yeah, no, like they were like at least as bad if not worse. What? The, when he's just making noises as opposed to oh, singing. I love that. No. I'm all about that. I think it's that. okay because the noises stand alone as opposed to being added on unnecessarily to the end of perfectly fine sung phrases while well, perfectly fine for grainy. <laughs> Everything you think the like ooze were added on unnecessarily? Surely, like, that's... Nathan, we agree. Don't ruin <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, okay, like... It's funny that you mentioned Nick Cave earlier because I think this song... If it had a rewrite from like a Southern Gothic point of view, it could totally fucking work. Yes, because yeah. the piano is like it has a, like a yeah. rockabilly kind of aesthetic, and yeah. I don't think that's terrible. But no. yeah, it's, the song itself is pretty garbage. To me, it's, it's just like Dave Graney always wanted to try and do that, but he just didn't have the knack. He yeah, didn't totally. Have the yeah, nows. Yeah. He just was too obsessed with getting his pencil thin moustache exactly right or whatever. His <laughs> <laughs> John Waters, yeah. yeah, picking out the perfect fucking fedora. <laughs> my lady McGraney <laughs> there it is there it is there it is alright well you have to end the podcast we, we've just topped it <laughs> Good night. <laughs> I love it you know what else I love this fucking song I love this whole thing I love the groove of it the whole thing reminds me of sympathy for the devil it made me really happy I love all the screaming <laughs> all right keep going it's fine That's no fine. I'm doing the, I, I, I'm doing this because I love you who? All He's, of you. Dave Graney's not here. <laughs> thank God. Oh, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. No, Dave. Don't, Dave, don't, we don't need don't you. Don't joke about that, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> One day it's gonna happen. Oh, I, 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 when I'm, you least expect it. I'm deadly scared because you actually do have the power to orchestrate that. <laughs> you, you're talking about how much you love this song, Dave. Yeah, I, I, I dig it. I think it's cool. I like Dave Graney, <laughs> and I'm I'm gonna keep on liking Dave Graney even more. And it's all thanks to you. Someone Adam. has to, I guess. <laughs> Otherwise, he'd have to get a job. <laughs> what job would you give Dave Graney? I don't know. Something quiet, <laughs> unseen. 
Dave, uh, are we ever going to be seeing Are you Grainy talking again? to me or, or Dave Grainy? I'm talking to you, man. Are we ever going to be seeing other Dave again? Yes, indeed. He comes back? Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm relishing the thought of hating him again. I'm Bring not. It. I'm oh, like, it's just like, <laughs> it I just, you. I got to it and it's like, it's not for me. I get that it's for some people. That's fine. Like, it does not come off the like, enthusiasm. It's to- just like. It's super cringy, and even, like, the music itself, like, the band, I didn't think in this song were doing anything noteworthy or interesting. And I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm so tired, <laughs> David James Young, of having to talk about Dave Graney, <laughs> and I just can't do it anymore. I could hate him all day. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, glad he's, he's my nemesis. He's not worth my hate. It really does sound like it's sending Adam and Nathan insane in the grain. <laughs> At number 78, this is Cracker. With low. Not low. With Cracker. Sadly not. They, hit up they totally should. <laughs> should have a song called like Low by Cracker by Low. <laughs> <laughs> with the song Low. And uh, we're going to throw this one to Nathan. This is obviously before he became an uncle and started making yeah, pop yeah, songs yeah. in a pool. His brother or sister haven't had children yet. Not yet. That's fine. This song, I don't know. <laughs> but when but when they do, he'll be the one to tuck them in at night. He will. Yeah. He will. That, like, I don't know. That's, I guess that's fine for an uncle to do. <laughs> if that's the family dynamic, dynamic yeah, that's so, going on. So, like, so, it like, is technically inappropriate. No, no. Like, it could be, but it could also not be. So it's yeah. fine. Yeah, you exactly. don't know how you met me. You don't know why. <laughs> I wish this song was that song. At least that song is like and fun and kind of poppy bad yeah. or whatever. What? Um, I don't know. This song is fine. I guess the chorus was all right. I thought, but overall, I thought like for what it was, that kind of slightly grungy old yeah. rock, whatever. Like it just didn't we've, really. We've, get we've, just... we've gone through too many of these bands. Oh, that's exactly. it. Like this that's isn't exactly this it. isn't anything special or good. It felt really structured to me. Like every time it went back into the verse, like I know that they're playing with the loud soft dynamics it's like whoa that's new but like I thought they did it kind of poorly because every time every time they changed it up it made me think that the song was a bit stilted a little bit too overly structured or whatever it just yeah I don't know the chorus was okay yeah. but but it, it exemplifies that kind of problem that we've had with so many songs that we've yeah. talked about this season and last year like it's just so it's just so generic it's not there's, there's not even we've already given it more credence than it deserves it's just an absolute middle of the road safe generic piece of rock I don't know. I like the guitar. I think that that's quite enjoyable as yeah, a riff, and I think I think the chorus is well crafted. I think the hey 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 is really enjoyable. I think it would you know hey that, hey hey. Yeah, I mean I don't go wild for it, but it, like if it was on, I'd be like, oh cool, this song. But I would never think to put it on. Yeah. So no. I guess it's yeah. that. I mean, I, who who are they? Like 
Yeah, well... Who are Cracker? Dave, do you have answers on that? No. I okay. think I even looked it up and All I'm right. still asking. So. Yeah, are you, are you I, ready? I was too disinterested Are you, are you, are you ready, up. everyone? Because I am about to say everything that needs to be said about the band Cracker and the song Low. Are you ready? Okay, yes. you in. Go. Done. Yeah. All right, yep. moving on. Beautiful. Cool. Did we get that? Yeah, well, I think we got it. <laughs> it's, it's just clear. It's a wrap. All right. All right, fantastic. At number 77, this is You and I with Jamie's Got a Gal. Jamie's got a gal. We're also now going to move into our sub podcast. Tim Rogers is the fucking best. It's a it's a podcast I've been running since about two thousand and two. Just the bedroom alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just just me talking to myself about how fucking great Tim Rogers is. This is actually our first live episode. This is our first OB. So um, I'm pretty excited <laughs> about this <laughs> crossover episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Uh, the first person that I'm going to interview on my podcast, Tim Rogers is the fucking greatest, is your friend and mine, Mr. Andrew McDonald. Hey. I love you, am I? I yeah. Think I, this, I feel like this is probably a bad choice for yeah. your podcast, Evan. I, uh, <laughs> like, I think Hi Fi Way is a wonderful record, but I think that this song ultimately for me represents what I'm permanently dissatisfied with about the band. This is, I think it's absolutely generic dude, boring, white man rock at its most exemplary. There's nothing remarkable about this song at all, but people kneel at it because you and I have been canonized due to a handful of other truly wonderful songs and records that produced later on. But this, I think this song is a generic slice of mediocrity that would be entirely forgotten if it wasn't by a, like an Australian icon band. I'm really, really sorry. That's, you just killed Dave. The podcast is over. <laughs> I think this song is all, not quite as generic, but almost as generic as low. It's just an oh, absolute. You should not have left the bedroom. You and I are great. I'm not. That's the thing. This is. So what you're saying is you hate UMI. Yes. You're I'm saying just, you I'm hate just, Australia. Hate Hi-Fi Way. Like I think that that, that for their, their wonderful songs cover the fact that a lot of their songs are generic. Andrew, fuck off. We're full. <laughs> <laughs> David, rebuttal. Come on, Dave. That's all the time. Do you like this song? Uh, shh, that's the, that's tell all, us what you like about this song. That's all the time we have for the podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it's for. Oh. Oh. He's leaving. He's leaving. <laughs> he's, he's lying down on the floor. Um, Come on, Adam. We can bring David back by saying nice things about this song. Everyone who's listening to the podcast, just clap your hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, and sing your favourite You Are My song to yourself. But make it this talking. one, mate. It yes. won't be Jamie's Got a Gal. Yeah, yeah well... Andrew, you and, said and your to, to be fair, you're right. Like, no one's favourite You Are My song is this, yeah. surely. Yeah. I but think this is okay, though. Like, I, I had fun listening to it. 
Um, I don't know, probably the video helped because I like watching UMI as well. So, yeah. you know, or whatever. I like looking at Tim Rogers. Yeah, yeah, right? right. Like, He's a handsome dude. Yeah, exactly. But I, th- I thought it was okay. It, it, They're not there yet if this is where they are. Yeah. But I think this is them getting there. And I think, like, Adam's Ribs is obviously... Adam's Ribs, sorry, singular. It's obviously a fantastic song. We yeah. listened and talked about that uh, last season. Song. Wonderful song. Yeah. This is the same album, yeah. um, which is interesting because it's quite different. But I think it does show... If you were to put Adam's Rib at one end and Ali Daly and Hi-Fi Way at the yeah. other, this feels somewhat transitional. Mm. Like, they're sort of playing around with not being that hard rock thing quite so hard and yeah. just indulging that lazy, sunny afternoon kind of thing. The thing that I think saves this song from being not worth talking about is just Tim's lyrics, I think, are, are wonderful and mm. yep. are conversational enough and uh, emotional without being too emotional that you can connect. Like, I could connect with them. Well, I think that's what Tim Rogers does best. Yeah. That's, yeah. Why, that's why Hourly Daily, that's what makes me like living in Sydney. Yeah, well, yeah, daily. yeah, exactly. Like, but also, and, and I think I think there's still a bit of that here, and I, I I went I went there with the song because of that. Like, that's what got me through it. Not that it was something that had to be got through. Um, but no, no, no. And I also think that like the way Tim delivers it as well, he's he's just got that slightly pitchy thing going on, and it's just so raw and honest and whatever. Back he's definitely right one of here. the best. Australian rock singers, yeah, around. Yeah. I'm not arguing that. Yeah, I, 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 or, or at least like certainly incredibly characterful. Like you listen to it and you're just like, yeah, man, that's you. Yeah, and and there's a lot to be said about that. Okay, but the best defense that I have, the best thing that I, the best weapon in my arsenal that I have to bring David back to life. What weapons don't do that? Um, medical opinion defibrillator. That's it's, it's yeah. a yeah the, the, the defibrillator. Right, opinion. You, you ready to lay it down? I, uh, Clear. I'm not a massive UMI fan. I'm really new to the band. Help, that's not going to help. <laughs> Let me finish! Damn it, don't die on me! This doesn't get any easier. <laughs> Call it. I have, okay, so I've only just found the band and I've only just fallen in love. And this song has helped in that. I think that as soon as the guitar comes in, it's got that beautiful warmth to it and I'm immediately transported to the back of a darkened pub and there's this band on stage that I don't know heaps well and there's just a shitty red light that's too red and out of a fucking like tiny little parkhand light doing a, a, a trying to be a light show but the pub just doesn't have the guts to pull it off and I've got my beer and I'm feeling a little despondent because I'm by myself but this band is up there and they are putting it down and it's just and it's just everything that is great about that kind of Australian music scene embodied in a song it just comes out and I get there and I'm not super crazy for that kind of scene either but the fact that I can buy into it is a similar thing that kind of Alice in Chains it's the wings and brews it's different wings different brews but I'm totally behind it and I I think it's it's honest and heartfelt that I get into the lyrics as well I get into the delivery of it and I think it's far from middling and middle of the road and whatever and that's coming from someone who doesn't hold UMI up on a massive pedestal I think there is character in this song maybe the problem is that good stuff in here. you do like UMI um, Perhaps. And, and, and you but like not, others... But, but, but I'm not the hugest you no, 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 but but like... Because I, I think they do better than this on other albums. Yeah, of course. Maybe, maybe, that's, maybe that's the problem. That like, you know that. Adam yeah. doesn't really know that yet. Yeah, perhaps. Um, Adam, no, I'm Ad- Yeah, yeah, okay. but oh, I'm really hoping... You just shouldn't listen to any UMI and just experience them through the countdown because that will... Sure. Well, I mean, that's what's happening. I so mean, don't. Uh, Dave, um, yeah. Dave, come back, man. Hi, everyone. But you did, did it, everyone. Stop clapping. What did you think about this song, Dave? Sorry? What did you think about this song, Jamie's Got a Girl, by UMI? Do any of you know who Jamie is? 
I do not. Jamie well, is no. Jamie Rogers, Tim's brother, Tim's older brother, right. who was the original drummer in UMI. I assumed he was in the band, but is he at this point or is he? Uh, not? No, he'd yeah. gone by this point. He'd been right. replaced by your friend and mine, Mr. Rusty Hopkinson. Uh, and not my friend, but hopefully one day, Rusty, please. He's careful. Call man. me back. Everyone, just, everyone just in UMI is everyone's mate, no matter what <laughs> they say. <laughs> So, yeah, Sound As Ever is kind of the really critical pathway into what the band would become. So, Hi-Fi Way and Hourly Daily, etc., etc. It's, it's yeah, the, the guiding light. There's still flaws in it and there are still aspects of it that are reflective of, you know, their, their thrashier and, and longer hair days or whatever have you. But uh, there's still a lot in there that shows the development of Tim Rogers as a songwriter. And I think this is one of those songs that holds that value for me just because, yeah, I kind of connect with that and having that disconnect from someone that you've grown really close to over the years, you know, quite literally, you know, considering it's in a way about his brother, but it's also about a a wider sense of change in general. Uh, It's just a really cracking power pop song. And yeah, I I really like it. So is it about his brother getting like a lady and leaving or what yeah more or less uh and that's yeah. why he left the band uh n- well not because of her it wasn't a yoko situation <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to paint it as that no yeah. no no I'm, um, I'm happy to stand on the other side of the bridge to your wall here i'm sorry uh, on the other side of glee point bridge the point, <laughs> the point is david you're standing beside two other people on this side of the bridge i know i'm in the minority and we've got wings and brews i like it here i'll i'll, I'll stay here i don't like either of those things while I'm here, I'd just like to officially announce that I'm no longer doing the Tim Rogers podcast. Uh, it was a good idea. Ended yeah. on a low. <laughs> After 13 years, it's finally... Uh, yeah. <laughs> just want to thank everyone for their support. Mostly uh, my bedroom walls for putting up with all of my talk of how great oh, Tim Rogers is. For putting up my roof. <laughs> well, that too. So that's that. At number 76, this is Francis Duttery with American Life in the Summertime. You know, I just had to get out of Los Angeles, man. summertime i would like to introduce you both or uh, not both i'm what? gonna start that again all three of us <laughs> shut <laughs> the fuck you're up you're just cutting hedger yeah, out yeah, of no, the room who's andrew well, that was francis dunnery number 76 in the 1994 hottest 100 with american life in the summertime i would like to introduce you all if you're not a frequent listener of this podcast to two terms one 
Power FM song. Growing up on the south coast of New South Wales in Australia, my sister Eloise and I used to listen to songs quite a bit that were played frequently, but we never knew the name of the artist or the song. It was mostly mid-90s charming pop that was usually quite throwaway, but somehow had a home on commercial radio. These songs are called Power FM songs for that very reason. We never heard them anywhere else apart from Power FM. Term two is Dave Bait. (laughs) (laughs) Now, there hasn't really been a definitive conclusion as to what Dave Bait is. You know it when you hear it. You do. If it's a a song, I probably fucking like it. So, this (laughs) is a Power FM song. It's total Dave Bait. I'm fucking all over this shit. I can't get over the fact that it's American Life in the Summertime and it's a British guy. Mm. (laughs) I never... I, I, I literally did not know that until I was doing research for this this show yes which i think is a, a very key point to the song actually yeah yeah, yeah it, 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 it lends it a completely different perspective it and does. it makes me think of it, it in a completely different way it kind of makes it seem a bit snarky to me absolutely a little, yeah and i did i never got that because i thought it was an honest american singer being yeah. it was like yeah. kid rock i thought it was yeah. so I sincere thought it was a kid rock thing. yeah i thought it was all summer long like yeah. in 1994 yeah, exactly. yeah and what even makes it like a more different spin on it to continue spinning but more differently is, the, is the fact that he's talking about drinking beer till the river runs dry and he's just recently struggled with massive alcoholism problems. Jesus oh. Christ. Yeah, he's, he, was, he, was, he uh, suffered very badly from two uh, alcoholic parents, I believe. Oh, wow. And that's been well documented. Uh, you know, I figured that out from a glancing thing at Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. So massive fans, of course, to be all over that from stuff he said. Just to quickly tie it in with the rest of the Hottest 100, this guy also played guitar... For Robert Plant, he did. He did. Yeah. He, did. he was in the touring band. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So this just gets weirder and fucking weirder. Well, there's it certainly really more does. going on than you would think from just listening to it. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. I only ever knew this song on surface value, so I just thought it was a cheesy "Hell Yeah America" song. Yeah, yeah. But it's so not now America. knowing it's... all of this, like I, I hate to use the phrase, but it's kind of ruined my childhood. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> like knowing these things about it now makes me appreciate the song a bit more because yeah. on surface value. You, like I had literally never heard it until just this week. Yeah, right. Maybe also, it- my understanding because he was uh, uh, Francis Dunnery was in It Bites. That's right. More yeah, of like a new wave ish. Right. My understanding is that this is a bit different musically. I from think from them. Yeah, like this is after they broke up in 1990, and he's been doing his own thing for a few years. And this is where he sort of got a bit of success as a solo artist. But I think as well, musically, this is part of that. It's like it's an intentional, this is all about American mm. over consumerism yeah. and yeah. that lifestyle. Yeah. And, and all of that is is just having a bit of a snarky stab at that culture. And right. I think it's really interesting that we are in the midst of Britpop right now. Because Britpop, many people have said, was a complete, uh, a very a very specific British reaction to grunge. Mm. In the fact that, like, right, you're going to be like this, well... We're, we're going to be, be really like, ironical. We're going to be ironical <laughs> and we're going to be bright and whatever. And when I hear the beginning uh, chords and the, the falsetto melody that comes in... Which is I, super fun. I immediately go blur. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So even though this, I wouldn't class this as a Britpop, so- Britpop song necessarily, it embodies no. the spirit and, and a little bit of the vocal, music of it. The verses kind of make me think of that Parklife sort of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, half spoken, yeah. half okay. song. I can kind yeah. of see like, that. You know, I can make a connection from. there. Especially because it is dealing with a British versus an American thing in the in the song. 
not explicitly it's kind of like dealing with an American thing but the fact that it is a British artist who is singing it and the fact that it has these little threads of Britpop in there is like okay yeah. interesting yeah. Yeah, a song I think to I, listen to is jam though well I think that, that I was about to say to listen to it I, I guess you could almost just copy and paste my reaction to Cracker Low Oh really? I, I thought I, it was a bit more fun than that. I, like, yeah, I had, yeah, it, yeah, it was, but I, I found it entirely kind of generic and not really that inspired. But talking about it now and, and thinking about it, kind of thing like that, and like it makes me, making me give it a new appreciation. Like, I maybe sure. I should reevaluate the song. But you don't like just simply from a musical level, you don't get into the hookiness of it all. Yeah, it was hooky and pleasant enough like that. But I thought low was as well. Okay, sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I guess, I guess it's the emotional spectrum is completely different in this track. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. Right doing, it's, do, it's doing completely different things. Obviously, yeah. it's shooting for a completely different target. What's funny is that this got the most amount of airplay in the US. Yeah, right. And so people obviously over there, I don't know, like, what, what, what's that about? Like, mm. huh. are they engaging with it on the level that we have just engaged with it in terms of all the facts being lined up? No, absolutely I doubt not. It. I think yeah. it's just like, it's just a big old pop song about America. Yeah, like, well, as, as we originally thought, as it appears on face value. So kind of, kind of funny that that, yeah. that is the way it was treated. Like, yeah. I think he's, he's made his point. Yeah, my favourite thing, I think, about um, Francis Dunnery is that he is in the very wonderfully select group of people uh, who we should all envy that uh, in 1996 were asked to audition for the frontman of Genesis. After no Phil shit! Yeah. Holy yeah. shit, dude! Uh, it, it went ultimately to Ray Wilson, but he was, he was an auditioner. For oh, that, like, wait, why the? Only, why would you do Genesis without Gabriel or Phil Collins? Because you're 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 not those two, and you <laughs> want to make money still. Yeah. <laughs> those two were Genesis, uh-huh. man. Well, that's it. Well, people will say, like, I will say, that Genesis with without Gabriel is not Genesis. That's a good call. So Genesis are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa! <laughs> you're lucky we're not. We don't actually need to talk about them. <laughs> All right, everyone, let's go drink until the beer runs dry. American life in the sum. Yeah, no, sorry, I didn't know if we were doing it or not. <laughs> that brings us to the end of yet another episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands. Thank you so much for listening, and thanks so much to FBI once again for having us. FBIRadio.com. Before we get out of here, let's talk about our favourite songs from this episode. And I suppose that Andrew <laughs> can go first. <laughs> My favourite was absolutely Alice in Chains, No Excuses. I think that's a terrific song. And my yep. favourite is obviously Dab Green and the Coral Snakes. <sighs> yeah. As much as I love to hate it, I don't love to hate it enough for it to be my favourite song. I, <laughs> I love <laughs> that to would hate be it. crazy. I love to hate it enough for it to be my least favourite song. Of course. Um, and I'm probably going to have to go with Alice in Chains as well. Uh, yeah, Dave, sorry. No, Dave Graney is my least favourite, obviously. <laughs> um, and I'm going to go with UMI for favourite. Me too. I'm also going to go with Cracker for least favourite. Alrighty, that's it for another week. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you all for bringing me back to life. I think I'm going to give this second life a good chance. Keep music evil. Goodbye. to this Tim Rogers <laughs> you make a good point for that last bit <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to he didn't have to do that <laughs>